Hi, this is Brennan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Adam Balderstone, and we're continuing our discussion of Season 2 of Babylon 5. Uh, we're doing three episodes at a time, and and I have to say I'm really enjoying doing it that way because I'm getting a lot more story as we do. And this episode, we're doing Episode 4, A Distant Star, Episode 5, The Long Dark, and Episode 6, Spider in the Web. So, I don't know why you usually lead, lead the way, so why don't you... Sort of open things up for us. Sure. We've got uh, a couple of things that tie these three episodes together, I think. I mean, first of all, uh, they all are not written by Straczynski. I mean, he would have had input, but they're all done by different writers. And secondly, uh, we've got, we've got, they've all got notable guest stars. That was the thing that leapt out at me watching these three episodes. I was like, every guest star, I was like, hey, I know that person. Okay. But, yep, uh, yep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the first episode is A Distant Star, which uh, involves Captain Jack Maynard, the captain of the Cortez, which is a great name for an explorer ship. Uh, <laughs> uh, he shows up at Babylon 5, and he's an old buddy of uh of sheridan's and they uh and sheridan starts to feel a bit of uh jealousy about not getting to be a big explorer going out into space is kind of the theme running this episode so what'd you think of this one i mean i enjoyed this episode um it it probably i don't think it was my favorite of the three but it definitely mm-hmm. it was an enjoyable episode and i i liked i i liked Number one, there was a really cool, extensive walkthrough shot at the beginning of the of the uh, of the episode, and yeah. and it's important because it kind of reminded me a little bit of that walkthrough shot in Goodfellas. I mean, it's not that huh. stylistic, but it was yeah. that sort of like I really saw what the interior of the station kind of looked like, and maybe they've done that before, and I haven't noticed, but this felt like, ooh, did the budget go up all of a sudden, or did the it, it seemed a little different, and. Uh, and also they had the, the, the B plot with the, the, the dieting that all the crew were supposed to do. And, yes. and so they got into Garibaldi's favorite meal, which was interesting. And, and we kind of learned more about his background, but also just sort of the, the, I mean, it was sort of played for humor, but I still thought that it was interesting to sort of see that these people, that, 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 the, that, that the three, you know, the, the three leads on the ship, Garibaldi, Sheridan and Ivanova, they all, they all have, uh, issues with food that, that, that Dr. Franklin wants them to sort of deal with. And so mainly, you know, I think with Ivanova, it's mainly about, she just isn't getting enough nutrients, but for the other two, they're actually like gaining weight and, 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 you know, there are cholesterol issues and things like that. So, um, yeah, it kind of been building up, building up as part of the plot arc to, uh, you know, Sheridan having it. Cause I think, I think every episode he talks about how much he's been eating. So I, I think, I think they were really working towards this episode. No. And that's, I think that's why I kind of <laughs> liked it. It didn't, it, I mean, it was sort of a throwaway plot, but it also felt like it was tethered to a lot of things that I'd seen prior. And so, yeah. and also there was a good moment where it was sort of corny, but Dr. Franklin is walking behind them when they try to swap out their meals and he, and he looks at them and they all change them. But the smile on his face when they shift it back, just, I don't know, it just, it, just, it was really, it was, yeah, it was really well done. And then him and Garibaldi eating the, the banyacada at the end was, uh, was a, was a, was a nice sort of moment. Um, but the, yeah. but the main plot I thought was good. The, the, the number one, I, I sort of like that we're getting Sheridan's, uh, you know, he, he's sort of, he, he, he's sort of getting cabin fever. It sounds like. 
and you know because he's 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 more a man of action and so when uh yeah. when captain maynard shows up who's obviously like one of his mentors or something you know he starts to long for for going back out there um but then almost immediately as soon as maynard goes out uh you know he gets stuck in hyperspace and they have to rescue him uh and we're also getting tastes of what's out there they're talking about their being things in the rim and and i could be mistake it might be the next episode but i think that it feels like this storyline is connected with the two other the the two other episodes in a lot of ways because yeah uh, because you you, i'm assuming it's the shadow people the the you know you 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 you, there's that ship in hyperspace that, that that they can't really make like they can't see it but they know it's there um yeah and yeah and made her an ex- you know describe something similar on the rim and and sheridan mentions that oh yeah somebody's mentioned something about this to me but you know and so it's all kind of you know sort of taking shape um yeah and, well, i found i found the shadow ship was interesting from the standpoint that you know they've kind of established in earlier episodes that ships can just kind of like hover out in hyperspace at a point ready at any point to move in mm-hmm. and it's like Oh, so there's there's a shadow ship in hyperspace right by Babylon yeah. Five. That's just a, an ominous little detail there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and that, and that's the thing is. So I was wondering, is it is it because they they wanted to were they after the Cortez or they have some other thing going on that? So you know, it's it, it is very ominous. And uh, also, was this the episode where Delenn was dealing with the Mimbari and them maybe not trusting her? Is that one of the following episodes? Uh, that was, uh, this episode. Yes. So that I thought was also very interesting. I, I, yeah, I can't believe I completely forgot to, yeah. to mention well, that. Well, there's, there's a lot. Notes. The, 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 the main plot on this was really the focus and it's easy, I think, to, to lose sight, especially amid the food detour. Yeah. Um, that, 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 that really drew all my attention, but, okay. uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I thought that was interesting because the Mimbari are like, we want to know if you're like really one of us now. And it's yeah. funny because the Mimbari are very sort of direct in the way they communicate about stuff like this. So it was it was an interesting conversation. And uh, and 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 she and I and it seems to me, I mean, I don't know a whole lot about the Mimbari, but but it seems like obedience and like obeying like your orders are sort of really important to them. Uh, if somebody is in a position of authority and it sounds like she might be losing the ability to do that to people like, like they're not willing yeah. to obey her maybe. So, uh, so it, it's, it's an interesting development. I'm curious where it's going to go. Yeah, it, it is. I, I, uh, yeah, with it, with the Mimbari plot, they, uh, I mean, cause they, you know, they, we did have the situation at the end of last season where, you know, they, they wanted her to come, you know, take over and everything. And she used her authority just to say no and kind of walk yeah. away. But she, she used a lot of political capital up on that. It felt like, it felt like, okay, she got away with that, but it felt like she was really pushing it by doing that. Now, now she's got this other jam going on with the Mimbari and I feel like she has a lot a lot less clout now going on. But it's interesting because the humans seem to be reacting to her too. And their reaction is something more positive, at least in the, the moments that we saw this episode where like Maynard is like, Oh, is she a Mimbari? And he was like, seemed really curious and interested because it's like, she doesn't yeah. look like a Mimbari. And so, you know, I can sort of see where the hybrid is. I, I can see that's maybe the function that she maybe will be serving. I'm not sure, but I can, you know, it's, it, I'm, 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 I'm intrigued by the, by the storyline. Um, yeah, I I agree. It's 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 definitely shaping up. We also get a 
Warren actually gets to do something. The new cast member this season, he uh, actually gets some action there during the rescue of the Cortez. Cause he's, he's been in the credits all season, but aside from like, you know, sitting at the table when they're talking at the end of an episode, he's been completely ignored. Yeah, but, he's, uh, he's a familiar face, though. So, yes, so so yes. so you kind of so you pay attention when the stuff is going. That's one of the things I'm liking about the show is they do that a lot. They kind of mm-hmm. they kind of uh, and I didn't even notice it. Like you pointed it out to me for uh, last season, the traitor was there the whole time, pretty much. And 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 so they they'll have people there that become important later. And I a lot of shows I think they just introduce the person when they need them, and, yeah. and you're just meant to assume they've always been there. And I kind of like that they seem to be laying some of these details down before they become relevant to the yeah, point that the, i didn't even notice it you know I, I yeah or the traitor guy i got curious after we talked about it I went back he first shows up in episode six oh and, really you know and the treason the treason doesn't occur till 22 yeah. and i just have him hanging out in the background there you know <laughs> so that's, i mean that's 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 a detail that's that's very especially for the 90s like now i might expect that but yeah, but back then I, it's a little bit surprising. And, and also, I should and just say, uh, if people can hear noise in the background, I apologize. Uh, the neighborhood I live in, there is some work being done, and so I'm not picking up anything, okay. unfortunately. Uh, but uh, yeah, here's the other interesting tale. In episode six, the first thing he does when he shows up is meet Bester when he arrives at Babylon Five. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I need to, I need to go back and rewatch that season now. Even though I just watched it, it's a, there were things that I I want to pay attention to now. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. and I, and I liked I liked the the Banyakauta thing with Garibaldi. We get it, you know, we get a better sense of his background. It seems like he might be Italian, and that might be an important part of his uh you know like of you know he talks about his father and his father cooking and uh and uh and uh and also just the scene with him and and the doctor you know eating at the end where they they seem to come to some kind of uh understanding yeah Yeah. (laughs) but uh yeah and uh and uh, my my other other note here uh is that you know the the first of the many uh notable guest stars we get uh Jack Maynard is Russ Tamblin, who uh, is recently famous for Twin Peaks, but he was a big star in the fifties and sixties. And I mean, he was he was riff in West Side Story, and he did the choreography for Jailhouse Rock and a oh, bunch did of he? stuff. That's a that's yeah. a, okay. Yeah, he was. A big, I didn't realize uh, big there was a choreography. Okay, um, that's uh. Well, I, I thought he was good for that role. Um, I thought was. there was something weird on the on the Cortez go. I don't know what it was. Something about the way the sound was set up on that ship that made it really odd whenever they shifted over to it. I don't know if you, if maybe it was just I me. Didn't uh, notice that. I, I don't know. Something felt maybe I was off. I don't know. But whenever they shifted to the Cortez, I felt like I don't know. It, it felt odd to me the the way that people were interacting and the 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 I don't know. Um, but I thought he was suitable for that for that role, and uh, he seemed like a mentor type, like he. He, he fit that, you know, I bought, I bought him instantly as that sort of character. Like you see him like, yeah. if, you, if you've had an old teacher, or an old professor, he seemed like that sort of person. He had, um, he had like a good level of cockiness to him that worked really well for the role too, I think. Yeah. And uh, also we got Sheridan's strong dislike of politicians really comes through in, uh, in this episode. Uh, uh, in what way? I'm trying to remember. Oh, there was a line where he said something of, along the lines of if our ancestors 
knew that they would evolve that some of them would oh, evolve yeah. into politicians they would they never would have evolved in the first place um and it was yeah. shortly after the senators like uh uh actually maybe that wasn't that they well, actually that yeah the senator was in uh was that the spider episode? in the web okay That's so it right. wasn't even yeah. it wasn't even to do with that Je- jessica but, walter is the senator yeah. going with but, another big guest star but uh <laughs> but i think it was just maybe it's just general just frustration of working on babylon 5 and, and not being out yeah there. you're right i think it maybe adline was in this episode it was what probably the one where he's got his desk with all the stuff piled up and he's freaking out at ivanova about it i felt like that was like a little kind of clumsy as far mm. as uh the all oh, the plot lines it just felt very abrupt i mean i totally believed he was frustrated but it just the, the red you know the I felt like the resolution kind of wrapped up Did, a little easy. A little but, too, uh, too neat and bow. Too neat. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. I guess the one other thing I got to mention about this episode, DC Fontana, the, uh, you know, the, one of the big people on the original Star Trek series. She, uh, she, this was, this was an episode she wrote too, which of course ties in well with it being one about an explorer ship. And, uh, but, yeah. And her name's come up a lot in, uh, in our discussions on this, uh, on this podcast about Babylon five. So how many, yeah, she's written a bunch of episodes, right? Like, no, this is her third episode. Uh, yeah. 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 Legacies was the last one she did. The one where, uh, the Minbari's, the Minbari leader's body disappears. That was her last episode, which was a particularly good one, I think. Okay. And, um, and so, uh, so the next episode is, uh, the long dark. And, and so this one was, this was kind of like, a. It's sort of like aliens, I guess, like a little bit, little bit of aliens. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, it felt. I mean, I, she, the, 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 the. I guess what happens in this one is there's a ship. It was kind of interesting. It was like an old ship that's that's like you know that left Earth a hundred years ago or something, and and it comes back to Babylon Five, and everybody in stasis is dead except for this one woman, who looks suspiciously like uh, Ripley from Alien to me. Um, uh, you know, they're, they're, I think that's what they were going for. Um, and, uh, and she might, and they bring her aboard Dr. Franklin, who falls in love with everybody. I have to say, uh, seems to be, he's a very warm person. Yeah. He starts, (laughs) he starts developing a thing with her and, uh, and then it seems that she might've brought something bad with her on the ship. And this could have been an episode that I wouldn't have liked because of, you know, I've explained before I, these Sometimes I find these infection episodes a little bit cheap, um, mm-hmm. where the, where something gets brought on the uh, onto the, the the ship that you know shouldn't be there or whatever. Uh, but there was a lot of interesting political fallout from uh, from whatever it was that she brought on board, and the way that it tied in with there was another guy. Um, uh, I don't have his name. Uh, oh wait, Amos. There was a guy named Amos who was Amos, like an old yeah. uh, veteran from uh, the war who had had a run in with this same creature and it kind of drove him crazy. And, and when the creature got on Babylon five, he was really reacting in pronounced ways. And Garibaldi, who would normally, you would expect to kind of slap a guy like this silly and just sort of, you know, kick him out, uh, took sympathy on him because, you know, he was a veteran and he sort of recognized in him, uh, you know, things in himself. And, and so he tried to help the guy and then that leads him to to really kind of figure out what's going on on uh, you know uh, and 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 whatever is on this ship is sort of like a a really ancient evil that 
I don't know, seems like it might be connected with the broader plot, but I, I I'm not sure. Um, yeah, well, they they wrapped it up at the end with the with dropping the uh, the thing that that ship was on its way to the same planet that Jakar was was trying to investigate back in the second yeah. episode revelations. And, and did this episode end with Jakar showing us the image in the book of yeah the, yeah and, that, and was, that was very that was very childhood's end that was very childhood's <laughs> yes, end. yes it was um, but that but <laughs> very much so. but 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 that worked i i i because as soon as i saw the outlines of the creature i had my because like, it kind of it was kind of like it was kind of like the predator you know it was like it was like yeah camouflagey uh but it looked a little bit demonic to me and i don't know i like i enjoyed the episode way more than i thought i would um, yeah, it, it start it starts off being very, you know, it is a very simple kind of plot. Oh, there's a monster loose on the station kind of plot because it does have all the larger ties to the shadows kind of plot going on and so on. It, it gives it more weight, and yeah, and uh, you know, and of course it's it's definitely another another guest star kind of stunt casting thing with this where you've got a. Uh, you got Mad Murdoch from the A Team playing the, uh, the the crazy veteran. That was uh, he, he, that was pretty was, pretty on the nose. He was hard to recognize too for some reason because of the hair or something. Like oh really? Was, yeah, yeah, I found I, I I was I, I found I found him you know difficult to. It wasn't until I checked it that I really that I made that connection. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, and 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 I don't know maybe the aging, you know, but uh, yeah, yeah, but. But uh, but yeah, no, it was. But it was. But I thought he was. I, I thought I thought he was good in that role. Um, he was good, and I, that that is another thing that makes the episode work. Is because if if that character hadn't worked, you know, it, I think the whole thing would have been a lot weaker. But you 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 know, you got it. You get generally got interested in uh, you know, Garibaldi, you know, working with this guy. That which is what pulled. I was a lot, I was a lot more interested in Garibaldi and uh. Yeah, what was this character's name? I've got it here. Uh, Mariah. Oh, Mariah. Yeah, well, Mariah. I mean, definitely. I was thinking Amos. I'm sorry, was the name I was looking for. I was, I was definitely more interested in Amos's plot than Mariah's plot. Mm. I just didn't, didn't get too invested in her character for some reason. But, uh, but yeah, well, this I thought, episode. I thought Doctor Franklin was kind of getting a little bit, I don't know, annoying about I, it because it made me uncomfortable. Yeah. Definitely. Well, well, not that. Just the. <laughs> The fact that like like I don't mind him falling in love with her, but what I, what bothered me was the uh, how mad he got when they when 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 things were clearly lining up so that they should absolutely quarantine this woman. Yeah, and, you I know. know, like just as a precaution, and he's like throwing things. You know, it just seemed kind of like I get that he's like emotionally driven sometimes, but that seemed kind of annoying to me. That that you know, people are getting their organs ripped out on the ship and. Uh, uh, which, by the way, was an interesting, interesting uh, thing for this creature to do. That it sort of, I guess, it devours your organs, or I don't know, it yeah. does something. So, so you know, is it, pretty, pretty unusual diet this creature seems to have. Um, <laughs> yeah, they were going for a lot of horror touches with this episode, definitely. Yeah, and the uh, the writer on this one, Scott Frost, he uh, was a writer on on Twin Peaks. That's his uh, thing, and his brother, his brother co-created Twin Peaks. So we've had two episodes in a row with Twin Peaks ties now. Okay. 
And I and I didn't watch Twin Peaks, so these are all going to go completely over my head when they. Uh, yeah, I, I did watch the A Team though. The A Team was a show that I remember watching as a kid. I, I think the A Team connection was more thematically important than uh, the <laughs> Twin Peaks one for this episode. Does Mr. So. T ever show up? Do we ever get a Mr. T episode? Because sadly, we don't. <laughs> no. That would, that that, would be that, fantastic. If you play like an Earth Force general, that, that would have put the show over the top. That, that'll have to be in the realm of fan fiction, I suppose. We'll do all <laughs> fan fiction of Babylon 5. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so yeah, no, I, I was, I, again, this is the kind of episode, it started, and I was like, uh, you know, I guess I'm going to have to, you know, sort of put up with something. And then it, uh, it ended up really surprising me. Um, and, mm-hmm. and it surprised me largely because it really did, uh, sort of bring everything back to this this arc that seems to be unfolding, and and uh, but did it in a way where the episode still sort of stands on its own. Do you know what I mean? And, and I really like yes. that they're able to do that. A, lo- a lot of times, the thing that annoys me about arcs is you're just waiting for the next beat. And I feel like each of these episodes really they have their own story, so that I could watch them individually. But the arc is still there, and it's important. And, and so- I. I- yeah, I think with this show too. I mean, you know, I mean, talking as some, you know, as someone that watched it back in the '90s, it really, you know, the arcs, the arcs pay off a lot of the time too. It's like a lot of times when you have those arc moments, you know, like the hinting, "Ooh, this ties," you know, like on an X Files episode, you'd have an episode where, oh, it turns out this alien was connected to this other thing from a previous episode, but it would never ever mean anything. Whereas yeah. with this show, you feel like the pieces are slowly all fitting together yeah. and you're getting a larger a larger picture over time yeah, so it's not it's well, not cheap a lot of times the arcs the culmination of them in shows can feel like you know the the it might as well be a randomly generated conclusion sometimes you know what i mean like it, yeah <laughs> it, it, you're just trying to find out what it is it doesn't really matter if it uh if it if it if it blows your mind um but yeah this feels like a show that has an arc but it has an arc for a good reason um yeah that, that's the impression I'm getting. I, you know, I'm, I'm only, you know, into the, the beginning of the second season. So it's hard for me to make a you know, big judgment on the whole show. But, but I'm, I'm just get the feeling that it's like, Oh, this guy was inspired and had this idea and, and it, and it, and it really does come together. It's, it's not, it doesn't feel, uh, it doesn't feel gimmicky. Um, no, no, it's, it's earned. So it all works. And that place he was going, that's, that's Zahadoom, right? That's the name of the place. That, Zahadoom yeah. is the planet, okay. yes. Starting to, that's starting to get into my brain now, and I know it's going to be important going forward. So <laughs> I am, uh, I'm trying to remember these names. Um, but yeah, and I'm really, I, I liked, uh, I think it was this episode. One of, the, one of the downsides I'm noticing of doing all three is that yeah. they do tend to blur together. So, so I hope the audience will forgive us if we confuse scenes, but... The uh, the thing uh, I enjoyed the scene uh, when Garibaldi, not Garibaldi, when Londo and Jakar were in the meeting and they were talking about, uh, you know, what was going on with the woman. And uh, there was that I forget which alien race it was, but there was a guy there who was basically explaining sort of what they thought it might be and that they needed to. Yeah. Um, and and Jakar was very fascinated. He found it, he found the guys he found the guys' concerns very interesting and wanted to know more. And Londo was just like, "This is pure nonsense." 
and it had me wondering well how much does londo really know like is he uh you know is 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 he saying it's nonsense because he thinks it's nonsense or is he is this the shadow people speaking through Londo? yeah is, so, he, is he covering trying yeah. to cover his tracks so uh yeah that that is that is a good point that was uh that was very interesting there and uh but but jakar is kind of developing this really earnest and sincere like personality that i'm enjoying do you know what I mean like when it mm-hmm. comes to these things um and uh and and so so i'm i'm, I'm finding that the the character development in the show is really working for me um with with all of the characters really um yeah particularly with shikar shikar is really kind of i always liked shikar but now i'm really starting to like shikar um, yeah, oh, he, he's always he's always likable in the sense that you you want to see scenes with him and he's always entertaining. But now, now you're kind of on his side well, a little bit. It's well, like, and you like him just as much. Well, it's not so even that. It's like uh, I would like to have a conversation with this character. Do you know what I mean? Like that oh, sort of oh, totally. that that's yeah. sort of uh, which I think is hard to achieve. Like I wouldn't want a conversation with Rick Grimes. Do you know what I mean? I would, you know, uh, but I really would want to talk to Jakar. I think I might get like you know, there'd be some interesting interest. It would be engaging. Um, yeah. and Londo, I wouldn't mind talking to Londo, you know, the, the, yeah. the, the, so okay. I, I don't know, something, something about the way they're developing this character is, is it's just working for me. Um, mm. and, uh, and yeah, so, uh, so yeah, so then the, I don't know, did you have anything else on this episode that you wanted to talk uh, about? I think I'm done on this episode. Yeah. I, they, they also mentioned ozones, which I'm still a little bit unclear on what those are exactly. Oh. Ozones? I think he what? said ozones. Maybe I got. Maybe I misheard him. Um, when Amos was freaking out, he said he needed more ozones or something. I might have misheard. I don't him. remember. I don't remember. I'll, we'll but, have to uh, look it up. But I, yeah. I probably misheard him. He probably said something totally different, and I thought he said ozones. Um, okay. But uh, we'll we'll go back and find out. Um, but uh, but yeah, my 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 uh, I I do tend to mishear things. I think when 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 Zaha Doom first made an appearance i thought it was zaka doom um Zaka-Doom. yeah so uh but yeah so the next episode is spider in the web and yep. uh and that's that's an interesting well why don't you talk about it because i don't want to get the plot beats wrong but Ooh, um yeah this is a a very conspiratorial episode we have uh, uh taro isogi shows up he's uh trying to, to get some deal going that will allow Mars to do a bunch of business deals because Mars has been trying to get its independence from Earth and he's trying to arrange deals so that Mars will be doing a lot of business with alien governments rather than being stuck dealing with Earth all the time and being in a in, in kind of a bad position. So he figures that will allow Mars the economic independence so it can get its independence without having to resort to a, a big, brutal, horrible conflict. And... Uh, then we have uh, a a guy who's apparently a uh, member of the Free Mars organization assassinates him before he can complete his deal with Amanda Carter from the uh, Mars Provisional Government, and uh, things spin out of control from there. And uh, and and this this one I really like this episode. 
Um, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> it's very. I was, fun. I was, I, I had to stop myself from going to the next episode after. <laughs> um, and that would have been a mistake because I would have just confused all the plot elements with that. Yeah, one. I was uh, struggling with it yeah. too. We were originally going to do this on Wednesday, and so then we got, we pushed it back yeah. to Saturday. Then we pushed it back Sunday. It's like I want to watch the next yeah. episode, but I have, I have held off. I have held off. Yeah, it's, 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 it's after this one, it was a struggle. Like I could have stopped at long dark and not gone to six, but after I saw six, I really wanted to go to seven um so that tells me this was a good episode and uh um also yeah. san diego is a wasteland apparently that that, that was yeah that was nice to me. maybe like they've the, mentioned the, it before but i haven't caught they, it they they have mentioned that well they've mentioned the nuking of san diego at, at one point that that's uh when, one of those things that are doing a list of different things that happened you know sneak attacks when sinclair's since Claire's lecturing Jakar on the, on you know sneak attacks like Pearl Harbor and the nuking of San Diego, oh, okay. and, and <laughs> I do remember that exchange, but I don't remember him saying that. So that's uh, so yeah, yeah. That, but that was stunning to me. Um, I, yeah, you know, I, I lived yeah. in San Diego briefly as a kid, so uh, oh, seeing okay. it in wasteland was was uh, was you yeah. know. I, I, I like the cinematic, sh- you know, shot of the ruins. That was uh, that was very effective. It added a very very well cinematic touch to things. And, and I, I I like to thematically. You have the ruins of San Diego in this, and you also have two. You know, going back to my my theme on guest stars. You know, Abel Horn is played by uh, Swan from The Warriors, and then you have uh, Amanda Carter is played by Maggie from Escape from New York. So you've just got like two characters from prominent, like, you know, late 70s, early 80s, you know, ruins, yeah. you know, future city ones, people in this episode that that touches tangentially on well, a. Uh, and it was funny because I confused her with the lady from, uh, you know, uh, what's the show? Uh, Scarecrow and Mrs. King. Is that the show that Sheridan was? Oh, on? yeah. And I thought yeah. it was like, I was like, oh, it's like a reunion between them. And then I was like, oh, no, it's that other actress that kind of looks like her. Um, but yeah, uh, Adrian yeah. But yeah, I, I, I know, I know who you're talking about on Scarecrow and Mrs. King, and I can totally see it. Yeah, that's that's. And I was excited when I saw that because I was like, oh, I want to <laughs> see how they interact. Um, but uh, but yeah, so and Jeff Conway is in this one. Um, I don't know, has he been yeah. in the show yet, or is this his first episode? This is his first appearance. It's it's once again going back. I mean, you you already know that he's going to be in the show, but once again, this is their stealth introduction yeah. of Zach Allen. So when he becomes a significant character, you're like, hey, that guy showed up, you know, well, just giving announcements over the over the speaker. Well, and they they did it really well because they even meant they mentioned his name a bunch of times, like, okay, Zach, I want you to Zach. You know, he keeps talking yes. saying Zach, and then we see him. Yeah. But like you said, like he doesn't actually do anything. He's just there, and and I can imagine. I don't know. I don't know if I would have remembered it because I think the last thing he was in before this was Taxi, that would have been notable, right? Like maybe he was in movies or something, but but uh, yeah, I think I think Taxi was probably his so, last notable thing that I can think of. So at least. I don't know if I would have even recognized him in the '90s if he, you know, when he showed up like that. You know what I mean? He, he, I did at the time. Did you? But, okay. uh, yeah. Even when he had no dialogue, like he, he still jumped out at you or. Well, let, let me, let me qualify my statement. I have, I have a sister and she had grease on videotape in the eighties okay. and she watched it approximately 200 times. So I, I know, I know. But see, Jeff I had to Conway watch grease for similar reasons a bunch of times. And I still feel like I, I, I like, I have a hard time making the leap from his character in Greece to him in virtually anything else. And I, it's like, I don't, do you know what I mean? I don't, yeah, he, that he's well, more recognizable in Greece to me than he, 
than he, anywhere than he, else. Yeah, and here he just looked like uh, I don't know a, 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 a guy in the background. Um, so I, so I had another another connection I just mentally made too because uh, Michael Beck was in a you know who was in the Warriors, but he's also in another movie my sister watched a lot, which was Xanadu. So I wonder if. I wonder if, you know, Michael Beck and Jeff Conaway had stories about working with Olivia Newton-John that they shared while they were on the set. But, uh, wow. Possibly. So, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we also got the whole plot line where the senator asks Sher- uh, Sheridan to um, to spy, basically. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which was, again, I mean, we sort of saw this with Sinclair. He had some similar types of situations. But I like that that happens here, that the... That that the that the the commander of Babylon Five is not really like free to just do, you know there there are political things going on that that force him to to he has to navigate things and, yes and uh, and that seemed like a difficult one like you know being told by a senator that you have to spy and that she's expecting to hear from him soon is uh, yeah you know because <laughs> I imagine she could. She could do all kinds of things that would be terrible for Babylon 5's survival or for his 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 career. Uh, yeah, yeah, his <laughs> career or just his comfort on Babylon 5. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's a complicated situation. And uh, yeah, and I would say with, uh, with Sheridan, too, we get the big drop at the end where he brings up how, you know, he's he's been he's been following this thing for a while. It's not. He's not, you know, he's, he's not he's not as completely unaware of things as we might have thought in the earlier episodes. And he's kind of bringing Garibaldi on board with him. Well, and that was interesting, too, because even in that moment, they had me wondering, is Garibaldi going to, like, betray him? Do you know what I mean? Like, I know I've yeah. known Garibaldi for like an entire season, but I was still like there's some ominous music going in the background. And I and he's sort of revealing this stuff for the who know, you know. I, you know, I, I don't know enough about where the show goes to know uh, who, you know, even if Garibaldi could be trusted by the end of it. Um, so, yeah, I thought that and was I thought that was uh, interesting to me. But uh, but yeah, he, he he's he, he, he call, what did he call himself like a collector of conspiracies or something? He's, it's yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, um, and, and we find out about something called Bureau 13 and the Lazarus Project. Right. Those are the two sort of big things. That's and, right. And and the guy that's going after Talia Winters after he kills um what was the guy's name? Um uh Taro? Yeah, Taro, Taro. yeah. Um uh he he's kind of like a terminator almost. Like like he's yeah. a, you know, it, they they basically take this this guy who was like a uh a, a a rebel for Mars uh and they I don't know, like they implant something in his brain, basically? Is that... Yeah, he's basically effectively almost dead, and they kind of reanimate him with cybernetics under the... So I guess he's a RoboCop. He's not a Terminator. He's a, he's a, he's a robo He's a robo Well, the a... part about Terminator... <laughs> the, thing, the reason why he was reminding me of Terminator was the scene where he's sort of getting his mission, and he's got to go kill... Oh, tell, yeah, you know, I, I kill agree. Talia I Winters. agree. Um, I, I... Yeah. But yeah, they call mission him a wise, mission wise, he's a Terminator. Technologically, he's a RoboCop. Yeah, yeah, so. that's, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, he is RoboCop. He is sort of that situation, and he's having the problems that RoboCop had. He's sort of having these. He's like got this memory of his death that keeps flashing in his mind. And, yeah, uh, and and Talia Winters sees it, and she eventually sees the procedure that made him, and she sees a face, 
And interestingly, she does not tell Garibaldi about this face. And, and I felt like in that scene, she it looked like they were trying to suggest that she was holding back that information. Oh, um, she's totally holding back yeah. that information. There, I mean, they, 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 it was just so obvious. He's like, oh, did you recognize any uniforms? Nope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then she looks Not up thing. the woman, and she's deceased, so she must also be one of these cyber zombies. These, uh, so... Yeah. Yeah, well, it's, it's interesting because you had the conversation between Sheridan and Ivanova in this episode about Talia. And he's, you know, kind of asking, you know, can, can I trust her? And, uh, you know, Ivanova, Ivanova, who hates psychics, goes out on a limb and is like, yeah, you can trust Talia. And then at the end of the episode, Talia's like, I didn't see anything. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> well, it also, also the, um, uh, her reaction to Talia was pretty interesting because, you know, she said, how would you describe her? She says she's a very interesting person. And so I'm yeah. like, what does that mean? Like, that's a that's not a I mean, that's different from like a ringing endorsement. Um, and it could have meant any number of things, but it, it definitely, you know, was an unusual uh, moment. Um, but yeah, I, 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 but but she was sort of like you said, going out on a limb. But it just I don't know, it just seemed like an odd way to do it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, she, yeah. She was definitely uh kind of having a hard time with what she was saying in that conversation, I think. And, uh, and yeah, so, so yeah, so now at the end of this episode, I don't know what to think of Miss Winters. I don't know if she is a, uh, I mean, I, I'm guessing she might've had her reasons for not saying anything. Uh, uh, yeah. I don't, I don't think, I don't think she was doing it from a traitorous perspective right. so much as she's, she is in a tough position. She is, she, you know, she grew up in Psychor and she's, very so, she is very loyal to Psychor, but i you know I, I mean obviously she's not an inside person or anything or well, they wouldn't have tried to kill her but well and this that was something that was intriguing to me because her character has been depicted as a very sort of morally centered compassionate sort of figure in the show like she yeah. she seems to be pretty well adjusted and as and 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 then when she was talking about her background i was just like wow how does she end up so well adjusted when she was uh, you know, like, <laughs> like, like the psychor really does a number on you. I think like, you know, like you got no parents or you're, you're, you yeah. know, um, I, I think, I mean, I think the impression I get from the show is that, that psychor has gone a certain direction. It's like, I don't, I don't think it's like always been, you know, I feel, I feel kind of like, you know, Bester and his crew are kind of taking over psychor mm -hmm. and it's becoming more and more that kind of thing. And so it's like, you know, cause I mean, we, there, there have been other nice people in psychor. I mean, we had Jeffrey Combs character was a respectably moral person, even if he was a weirdo. And, uh, you know, there was her old friend, Jason Ironheart. So it's like they're they're having a number of good people in Psychor, but it feels like they're 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 not doing a good job of taking control of the organization. Yeah, no, that's true. No, I just wonder how somebody who's grown up, like just the system they have in place, even if it's not for nefarious reasons. Um, yeah. You know, it's yeah. like they pluck you out when you go, what would you say, like five or six? Like very young. It was very young. Very young. Yeah. yeah. But it's it, yeah. I mean, I think to a degree. The, I mean, the original intent of Psychor is it's a way to make sure that psychic people use their powers appropriately. So I figure, I figure that the the official indoctrination is to be very morally centered and make sure you're only using your powers in proper ways. And so there probably is a lot of moral instruction yeah. as far as the way they're raised. But somewhere 
things have started to go bad in the system. Well, and, and Sheridan even has a whole thing where he, she, uh, Ivanova asks what he thinks of Psychor and psychics, and you know he's kind yeah. of got a nuanced take. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, he trusts he trusts people, not organizations. Yeah, but also his whole thing about how they're like kind of like cursed and blessed, and I forget exactly what he said, but he had some sort of you know he sort of he seemed to understand that they they are operating in a um in a, their their world is very different from a normal person's world um, yes <laughs> so, uh but yeah so uh, yeah this i thought this was a, a really good episode i i i uh, i was i was a little nervous when it started because i was like oh this is getting this might be getting a little too sort of political procedural we're doing uh, uh, all this economic stuff. I mean, I, I like that, but you can go too far into the sort sure. of trade deal thing, and uh, it ended up getting really exciting very quickly. So, yeah, and it, it navigated the conspiracy angle web too, because conspiracies are another thing where a show can kind of go down a rabbit hole and it just turn into a into a horrible mess. But yeah, you got to like map out everything, and you're like, you know, you map you map everything out, and then ultimately you're like, wait, this doesn't add up anyway. <laughs> I, I just wasted three years of my life watching this show. What the hell? Yeah, but uh, it, it it's it's holding together. So it's uh, yeah, I I. I it, 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 once again, it's one of those episodes where it's got lots of red flags where Ooh, this can go bad, but but then it doesn't. So you're you're even happier. And yes, yeah, so uh, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. You go ahead. Oh no, so I was just gonna say, yeah, I I I thought these were three solid episodes. Um, I I, I don't really have any complaints. Uh, and and I like watching them three at a time is good and bad. There's the good is that I'm kind of seeing the connective tissue more than I might if I really space them out. Um, the bad is that I'm sometimes not seeing the distinction as well, uh, between the episodes. And so, yeah, um, yeah, let's, you know, we, we've, we've accelerated our pace going into the second season and, and it's, it's trickier because in season one, the episodes are very distinct. Whereas in season two, because things are picking up, the distinctions are, you know, I mean, these are, these are still distinct episodes. They're not the, they're not the modern day thing where every episode is just, a piece of a 10 hour movie or yeah. something. I mean, they are real episodes, but still there's, there's just a lot of connective tissue. So yeah, I agree with you. There's things where I, 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 I'm taking more careful notes than I was in previous ones because I just, just for the standpoint of remembering where things happened. And I, and I did ask uh, my mother to maybe make some banyakata <laughs> cause that, that yeah. intrigued me when that came up. I had, I had never heard of that dish and, uh, uh, the way he described it, it sounds so delicious. And so oh, I yeah. texted my mom and, uh, and she, she said she has a recipe for it. So, uh, so maybe this, at some point I, well, Adam and I live in two, two completely different locations. So I can't, I can't like invite him over for my mom's cooking or anything, but, uh, but I might, I might do a tasting of, 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 and see what, uh, what all the fuss was about at the, uh, at the end of that episode because that that definitely had i really wanted to know what it tasted like at the end of oh the same here it's it totally sounds like something with my stomach problems would make me really ill but it also sounds like something that would be worth it you know there's just things that's yeah. like yeah i'm gonna feel terrible after i eat this but damn it i'm gonna eat it and that's that's what what that sounded like <laughs> yeah no it, it, it definitely it, it was like olive oil butter anchovy there was a lot of stuff in there um, oh yeah but, but uh, uh yeah, I'll have to get your report on it. And uh, 
Uh, I'll, I'll just drive up. It's worth it. I'll just drive <laughs> up to Boston. The best cook in the world. So uh, <laughs> you know, you know, we'll, uh, we'll, yeah. we'll see if if it can be arranged. But be um, worth the gas money. But uh, but yeah. So so anyways. Um, yeah, I think that, I think that's that's it for this episode. We've got, we, we yeah, got... I've just got one more note to put in too because uh, when the show originally aired, they had a couple. Of, they had a few points in season two where the episodes were out of order, so we're gonna watch them in the proper order. It doesn't. It's not a huge deal, but there are things in character development that don't make a lot of sense if you watch them in the original year order. So the order for the next episode will be a race through dark places, then soulmates. Those were originally in the opposite order. Then we're watching The Coming of Shadows. So that will be the order we'll be reviewing in next week. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I'll, and I'll touch base with you on at the, after the recording of this so that I'm on the right page because I know that... Oh, of course. Some, so yeah. one, one of the things that we've discovered is there there are differences in the way that this these episodes are laid out. In, like, I got them on Amazon. I actually bought each season on the uh, on, on Amazon. and uh, And some of them are uh organized differently than when they originally aired but there's also i think different collections of them out there maybe so uh, yeah i mean there's the dvd you know yeah. there's the the vcr release but uh so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna trust adam's judgment on all this and i'll do whatever adam says and uh and that seems to be working so far so yeah uh, and, if, and if anybody has, has already watched them out of order it's not the end of the world i just feel it works you know th- th- there is a difference okay and um and yeah so uh also we did a discussion on friday of my young auntie i would encourage Mm. people to go to amazon prime if they have it and watch that movie because it's really good and and then you can made a friend watch it last night actually what was that uh, i made a friend watch it last night actually oh how did it go uh, I don't know. He, yeah, I mean, I was I was kind of chatting with him online. I sent him a link. I'm like, watch this movie. And it, like, he five minutes in, he was like, oh, this is really good. But I haven't heard I haven't heard a definitive thing yet. Okay, but. yeah, it's a it's a really interesting <laughs> film, and like, it's something you can watch with the whole family. And uh, and we're gonna do a, a, an episode next Friday on Lady Is the Boss, which is kind of related to my young auntie. So. Uh, so you know, look forward to that. And me and Adam will be back on probably. I I don't know if we'll we'll talk after the episode what's what the scheduling will be, but we'll be back on with more Babylon Five for sure. And then um, and then yeah. So uh, so uh, until you know until then, we'll talk to you later. Bye.